You're listening to Discovering Multifamily, where we discuss all educational topics in commercial real estate with an emphasis on multifamily apartment investing via syndication. And now your hosts, former NFL fullback Brian Leonard and Anthony Scandariato. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Discovering Multifamily Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Scandariato with Red Knight Properties. And today we have a special guest here with us. She's actually uh, in New York City, Tina Larson, and she is the co-founder and owner of Balsam Group, which is the premier co-op and condo cost consultant who helps uh, mostly New York City co-op and condo owners and apartment building owners increase their property values and, you know, uh, Tina also holds a lead green associate designation, and she's on a mission to become, to make New York City more greener and more sustainable and more affordable. So there's lots of different ways to do that. So we're going to discuss uh, different ways uh, that Tina has been able to implement her systems in different apart- you know, apartment buildings and other types of uh, residential used buildings. So thanks for coming on, Tina. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Anthony. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Yeah, no. So uh, that's what we do. We try to increase property val- or we increase property value by reducing the cost that it takes to operate the uh, operate large apartment buildings. Right. So are there is this more regulation driven? Because I'm seeing a lot of um, recording this right now in March of 2022. A lot of initiatives, particularly in urban dense densified areas like New York City. Uh, to transition for more electric or, you know, um, whatever energy source uh, that's more efficient. Uh, a lot of things going on in the world right now. So what are some of the systems that you implement and, and some of and the owners that you work with? Yes. So we go through every single line item. So in a building there, it's, as you know, it's a very complex building. It's a very complex organization. So, so unlike a regular business where there are a certain set of expenses, this also has the layer of building regulations and staff and unions and a property management firm, which is an outside vendor. So there's, it's really, and then it's run by or the the people on the board are the ones who actually make the decisions and they have in most cases not so much knowledge about how buildings are run but yet they are the ones who makes the decision on the behalf of the owners so it's really very complex but you're absolutely right about the increase in regulations so let's say 15 years ago if you were on the board there was not that many things going on the major thing was the cost of and the that they had to inspect and repair the facades. And it happened every five years. And that was the major safety code that they had to adhere to. There were certain other ones, but as you're saying, the codes, the safety codes are just increasing, whether that comes to electrifying a building or uh, fire safety or gas inspections. I mean, there's just so many new safety uh, codes that it's just become very complex for boards who don't really understand it to begin with to make decisions on the behalf of their owners. Yeah. And are you seeing this mostly in markets? Obviously, you're in New York City. So um, New York City, for most landlords who are listening and whatnot, is very, very regulated, um, as Tina's saying. So 
uh, to bring in a consultant who kind of knows the lay of the land makes sense to me if you own in um, markets like that. Um, what are some of the really pain points uh, moving into 2022 that landlords have um, that maybe some of the code compliance regulations have changed? Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of hot air in the news with electrifying buildings in the city. Um, what, like what's real and what's not? And how do you come in there and, you know, kind of work through the noise and um, work with the owners to make sure they're doing everything correctly, but also cost efficiently and not really killing their bottom line. Yeah. I mean, they have to make elect- significant upgrades quickly like that. Yes. Yes. And electrifying the buildings is one of them. The, the, so local law 97 is the energy, the newest energy code. And the, that energy code is going to fine buildings who do not reduce their carbon by a certain amount by 2024. So come 2024, you're going to get a big fine. And that's going to increase 2030 is the next deadline. Or is when the fines increase even more. So that's when 80% of buildings in New York are going to be fined. In the 2024, it's not that many, but it's still, it, I mean, that's only two years away. And, and energy You're talking operating. about resi- residential apartment buildings or what are we? This is our apartment about? buildings. It, it's actually local law 97. It's actually for commercial buildings too. We do not consult commercial buildings. We, are, we specialize in residential buildings because we feel that they're, those types of buildings have do not have a lot of consultant options. So that's why, and the way that we started started our business, it started by my partner getting on his co-op board and us saving $340,000 over the first three years. So it was, that's how we ended up in that particular niche. And then people ask us all the time, do you wanna do this for commercial buildings too? And we're like, well, there are plenty of com- consultants in the commercial real estate world. So there's no reason to compete with a lot of players when we're the only ones who do what we do for residential. But when it comes to the residential, we work on reducing their electricity, heating and water costs or use by how much they use. But we also go through every single line item so we will go, we will reduce the cost of their insurance, their exterminating service, their elevator service, their, and all the upgrades. So repairing their facade or repairing, replacing their elevator or any other system or lobby and hallway upgrades. And we reduce how much they pay for that. And we also increase how much revenue. So we install extra storage bins. We install a gym in, a, in, in an empty basement space that they can collect membership fees from. So we do, and we increase how much, very often one item that is very, very common is that they, the buildings don't collect um, a good rate as a leasing income for their laundry room. So we very often renegotiate the laundry room service contracts. And that's really a leasing agreement where the laundry company pays rent to the building for using their space and installing um, laundry machines. Got it. So you're not only looking at the regulation component, but you're looking at the general operating expense component that property managers, yeah, they're supposed to keep an eye on it, but, you know, it's not 
it is their job, but it also isn't because there might be certain things that you know of to reduce, like you mentioned insurance. Maybe you have a, a carrier that's better than the one that the current owner is using and you have a master policy. So that's just one example. Um, you know, in, in New York City specifically, when you're looking at operating expenses, you know, the number one cost, even across the country, there's real estate taxes and then typically insurance. What's next in New York City? Heating. Heating. Okay. No, staff is in between. It's uh, property taxes and then staff. Staff is about okay. 25% in a 24-hour in a doorman building. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then heating. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be interesting to hear how some of these buildings in the cities are, are you know, walk up brownstone and have radiator systems, one central boiler system, plaster walls. And if the mandate is to get 80% of those types of buildings more electrified or more efficient, what would you recommend to the owner to do? Replace the boiler system with a more efficient boiler or, or what? what? What would be? No, replace them with heat pumps. Okay. Yeah. Heat pumps, I mean, I don't see, we don't see how replacing a boiler is the right way to go. We actually posted a blog about should you convert to gas or should you electrify today? (laughs) And so for decades, New York City have been trying to incentivize, incentivize owners to replace their oil boiler by natural, with natural or their fuel with natural gas. And even though it's still allowed, I mean, they just said, they just passed that it's not going to be allowed for new buildings, for new construction, but it's still allowed for old buildings. But is it really the right way to go? I mean, buildings are going to be fine. And if they're over 25,000 square feet, they're going to be fine as part of this law. And to us, it seems like a, a heat pump is the way to go. But there are many different options when it comes to heat pumps. So that's not an easy decision either. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely hard to keep up with the, all the laws that are made in the major cities. <laughs> um, so that, that's that's very interesting. Uh, what So heat, what what else is something? Heat and hot Heat and hot water, of course, yes. And then also reducing the water use because the water use is, some of it is cold, yes, but some of it is needs to be heated. Sure, absolutely. Um, And so, you know, in in New York, you don't really have much snow. We have some snow removal. How do most of, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, snow removal in New York City is mostly handled either by the city and then the sidewalks are the responsibility of the building. And if the building has a full-time staff, then it's the responsibility of the building staff. And if there are commercial units in the building on the first floor, then it's their responsibility. So snow removal is not really a big uh, expense in New York city. Okay. Uh, How about property tax um, appeals? and reducing those, if that's even a word in New York City to reduce the property taxes. Yes, it is a way, it is. They have tax certs, but the tax certs, we don't work on that because there are tax certs who specialize in that. And that we just 
if we have a new client and they do not use a tax cert, we recommend a tax cert. Most buildings, they already have a tax cert. The problem with tax cert, though, is that you don't know if they're good or bad, if they're doing you, if they're really reducing what you could potentially reduce, because you only have one shot. So when it comes to elevator replacement, we can take the three bids that the elevator consultant gave us, and we can provide and we can negotiate those or we can provide an alternative or we can even bring in our consult elevator consultant to see if they're if the scope is the right scope so we have something to compare to when it comes to real tax real estate taxes you have a tax cert they appeal it and this is the number but you have nothing to compare to so it's not an easy, and some of them, they charge 10% of the, uh, of the reduction. And some of them charge, we have seen 20%. Do we know that the one who charges 20% is better than the one who charges 10%? No, not really. Because you have, again, you have nothing to compare to. Right. But it is interesting. Yeah, but it's, yeah, inter- it's very, very interesting. Yeah, for all you landlords listening that own in New York City, uh, I, you know, I, Definitely want someone on my side, like Tina, to kind of navigate the waters there. Uh, a, lot, a lot of moving parts. Um, and that's why we're, we're going to keep this podcast short and sweet, Tina. So how can my audience find you, reach out to you, learn more about you? They can find me. Our website is www.thefolsongroup.com. And it's Folsom, not Folsom at prison, like Johnny Cash, but Folsom with an N. And I'm also very active on LinkedIn, and that's Tina Larson, L-I, on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, uh, go ahead. Yeah. No. And on our website, we have email addresses and phone numbers, and I'm always here. Great. And we'll have a link to Tina's website and social media platforms in our social media description as well. So feel free to reach out to Tina. And if you liked what you heard and or saw today, please give us a rating and review on iTunes. It'll help Tina and myself get our message out to a greater audience. So. Really appreciate that. And thank you for coming on, Tina. Thank you so much, Anthony.